What is up, Nerf Herders? It is time to come back again for yet another nap and probably the most consistent schedule that we've been able to keep so far. Yeah, we've been uh, doing pretty well on this. I like it. Which is which is pretty incredible considering there's a pandemic going on. But then again, we've also uh, moved to, I don't know, the, the social isolation is not screwing up our scheduling because we do this shit from home anyway. So it works out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we do need to get back to doing some video content, but for now, this is yes, this is pretty this is pretty good stuff, and and uh, and apparently I have the time because just as you were hoping, Planet Comic Con got canceled, so here I am. I, I wouldn't ready. I wouldn't say hoping. Uh-huh. Like, I wasn't uh-huh. that. You were rooting. You were I wasn't rooting for that, that to fail. Like negative. Yeah. You know, I was. I have no beef against Planet Comic Con. What I do have a beef against is. Uh, a semi a multi-thousand person event in the middle of a pandemic when social distancing is recommended heavily okay but yeah but if we That's social kinda, distance kind of antithetical much, to the point we, we've we've all got to get infected at some point so if we social distance too much um it's it's just gonna make this thing take longer like i think iowa's department of health it's kind actually, of the objective though well, yeah, but they, but um, it's it's the objective to take it longer because we don't want to we don't want to overflood our hospitals and whatnot. But the other objective is that everybody eventually gets infected because the only way you get immune to this is once you recover from being infected, just like chickenpox. So eventually, we're gonna need to get everybody infected. So, like for example, the state of Iowa is not suggesting canceling everything. Um, they're saying that somebody has to stay open, and we have to keep this moving along. So, it's kind of like two things battling each other. Yeah, stay home, but also don't stay home for too long because we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, you gotta get sick at some point. But sure. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just I'm just joking around about Planet Comic Con, but they really were kind of waiting till the last second, and the mayor or the governor, whoever it was, uh, of 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 Kansas City. I don't know if it was the I think it was the mayor of Kansas City. Um, uh, uh, banned all events over a thousand people, so kind of forced their hand, and and then shows like Grand Comic Con, which are on a smaller level but still pretty big this time of year, were kind of using. Planet Comic Con as an example, and so then they announced the next day that they were gonna, you know, postpone as well. So, yeah, sure. So and I also don't think there's quite enough. Da- hmm? I don't. I don't think there's enough data that we've actually gotten yet to suggest that uh, immunity is going to be a big thing first either. So unfortunately, yeah. flattening out that curve is is top priority right now. Sure. At least until the hospitals can get all caught up. But sure. that is not to say. That there is not stuff to do during this time, because yeah. uh, as as much as social distancing will blow for for you extroverts out there, <laughs> uh, I mean introverts like myself are are having a ball because life really hasn't changed too terrible much. Um, I got to I got to watch the report, and and I'm catching up on a bunch of other stuff. But you suggested the report. It, it took me a while to to jump on that, but I did watch it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was quite pleased with it. Actually, it was quite good. Yeah, like yeah, um, it was but, it was weird seeing Adam Driver in a different role uh, than Kylo Ren, as it, as it has been for the couple other things that I've seen him in. But he's he's such a good actor, <laughs> you forget about it so fast. 
Yeah. Well, he was in a ton last year. He was in that. Yeah, he, he was, was. in Divorced. He was in Star Wars. He's, I mean. Is that what you're calling Marriage Story? Marriage Story. Oh, Divorced. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that's basically what it was. That's what it was called. Marriage Story. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I said divorce, and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Um, you know, it makes more sense, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. He's a, <laughs> really sick. He's a busy dude, man. But I, I really liked him in the report, and I liked the movie in general. I thought it was thought it was really good. Um, true story about um, the the team of people that the Senate hired to look over um, what the CIA did down in Guantanamo Bay. And, um, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of already knew this, just not to this depth. But it was really kind of like shocking, like how dumb the CIA came across when they listened to those dudes that just came on and were like, hey, we've got this new thing with science behind it that's going to do better than you're currently doing. And you should just let us do it <laughs> with with little to no supervision. And, and the shocking figure was actually how much we paid, like yeah. how much the, how much they got paid and how like and how little information they got. But like that, like the the real bulk of the story for people who haven't seen it, we're not going to spoil it. No, I mean obviously you've heard about the tor- you've probably heard about the torture report at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, a a big bulk of the story is just like the roadblocks and red tape that this person that uh, Adam Driver's character goes through trying to trying to investigate and actually do his job, and and you really see how, uh, like how defensive. America was about a mistake. Yeah. Like, like not wanting to admit that they were wrong and all the bullshit that came along with it. Well, and, and uh, so much bullshit. I mean, so much. Oh, so much. I mean, you, we always, you know, you, you see the cool spy films that come out every other day that has, you know, the FBI, if it's something internal or the CIA, if it's something external, but, you know, you still consider those as American entities. But when the CIA is doing shit that they're even, like, saying we need to keep this from the president, you know, that usually is a red flag, you know? If you don't think the oh, president's going to be on board, um, then maybe, maybe you know, there's there's we have oversight for a reason. Uh, yeah. But the, the movie started... Accountability. Yeah. The, the movie started with the first uh, kind of investigator down in Guantanamo Bay that was using tactics that worked. You know, they had a they had a terrorist in there and they had recorded like they had a small recording of his conversation um, that they had gotten by by chance. By mistake. By mistake. Yeah. But 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 then <laughs> they convinced mistake. this dude that they had weeks and that they already knew everything and that he just needs to come forward. And it worked. The guy gave them credible information that led to actionable, uh, uh, you know, uh, actions, the, uh, data that was actionable, and and they were able you'll, to actually. You'll hear unique stuff. intelligence. Yes, you'll yes. hear unique intelligence a lot in the film, and 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 the beginning of the film being one of the main instances of it actually occurring. Right, but then the CIA gets pissed off that they're not involved in these interrogations. And somehow, these the a couple of guys who were like psych professors or something comes in and says, "Hey, 
we've got this theory of although they don't say it's a theory they say it's backed up by science which is bullshit because they've never actually done it before but they believe that through these torch uh, these series of tortures that's basically everything from shoving a dude against the wall to blaring loud music to mock burials to eaten alive by insects they believe that they can get more information um and then you know it just goes down and the rabbit hole of years of this and nothing nothing really to show for it when they when the first guy that was in there was getting them actionable data so but but no the cia without using these tactics without, without using, using any of tactics them. right right so uh so um basically fast forward a few years and uh, somebody in a, a senator catches word that the CIA has just deleted all of their tapes. They've just destroyed all of their tapes, recordings of what happened down in Guantanamo Bay. And rightfully so, someone's like, why are they deleting all of their tapes? Um, we want the transcripts and all of the data and all the emails and all the conversations surrounding those tapes. And we're going to need somebody to go in there and read them all <laughs> and that's what adam driver and his poor team uh is tasked to do and that's what the bulk of the movie is about so yeah it was an intense movie um and, and it, what was it some uh, it was like 40 some million pages of documents they had to pour over yeah and emails and it was and, it was in the millions the whole, i can't remember how the many thing but was, like anything over was, a million it was cia God. documents that they i mean had the report to, itself that they had to go through, was right? over seven thousand pages right just the report and, and then the summary of the report was 500 which is still longer than most books right <laughs> like, and guess who supervised what they got to see the cia and, yeah. and guess and guess where their little investigational office was based out of the basement of the CIA. And guess who who managed the servers that they worked off of the CIA. So they were they were they were investigating the CIA, but the CIA basically controlled everything that they that they were investigating. So, I mean, how far can you really get with that? And you can imagine all the obstacles that come with that when, you know, especially when you start getting into something good, what's to stop the CIA from just saying, uh, bullshit, you weren't supposed to see that, you know? So, uh... Did it, did it hit you differently at all being ex-military? No. Not at all. No? No. I mean, if anything, when you're in the military, you see a lot of that bullshit. So, uh... Yeah, no, not so at all. So it was almost business as usual for you. Exactly. Like, yeah, that sounds like some good government BS that we'd be dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that's what happens. That's what happens. And I think it's definitely something that even in fiction, you've started to see more. Like, how many movies can you think of where the CIA, even in an American film, are the bad guys? They're almost always the yeah. bad guys. Like the Jason Bourne films or shit like that. It's kind of crazy how many... Uh, American stories depict our own entities as the bad guys. And maybe that's something we should look into. <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so sadly, this one isn't fiction. This is true. And it really it really went towards the incompetence of something like that. Um, and, and, you know, and I mean, and that, that was the case of it. And then how far they continue to deny it years later after 
after it was all out on the table. Like, just, you know, just just admit you were wrong and we can move on from it. But, you know, over a decade later, they were still trying to convince people of false facts. So, it's, it was just crazy. It's a really good film, but it's depressing as hell. Yeah, it's... Uh... If, if you have a strong moral compass, this one's going to hit you pretty hard, people. <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a tough one to watch. Um, it, but it's on a, uh, it was on a long list of uh, content that I needed to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just because, I mean, honestly, if Adam Driver's in it, I, kinda, I, I really want to see it. Just because of his range in the short filmography that he has since becoming kind of an A-list actor. He's been putting out some bangers. And so pretty much anything that he ends up in, I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to take a small peek at this, but, uh, that long list is, uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted by, uh, by a message real fast. Can you hear me, sir? Yep. Okay. All right. So, sorry, people. It sounded like we might have had some uh, technical difficulties there, but uh, I think we're okay. Okay. But, uh, as I said, um, we've got uh, – I had a long list of content that I needed to check out. And uh, some of them you're going to be – like, normally it's Gerald who's angry at me for not having watched something. But I think you're going to get a little bit mad at me for some of these things. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I will say I'm making progress. Like, I'm getting there. Well, um, now's the time to do it, right? Because so many, uh, absolutely, so many studios are pulling um, their content from the theaters. I'm actually surprised. I'll be surprised if theaters stay open because originally a lot of them were saying, "Hey, we might not get any new movies after a while, but we're going to be showing classic movies." Uh, but now the CDC is is basically saying uh, no place should have fifty people or more in a room for the next eight weeks. So. Um, and I was just looking up this figure because I read an article today. The Hollywood Reporter said that Hollywood could take a, a, up to a $20 billion hit from all of this happening, from all these delays, um, e- everything <sighs> that's, you know. And, I mean, because we don't know how long this is going to span, but this is on the lower end of it. They think they could take a $20 billion hit. And if you compare that to last year, last year um, – uh, 2019 broke the record for the biggest global box office year of all time with 42.5 billion. Now think of all the movies that came out last year, all the huge heavy hitters like uh, what what was the big so Marvel? Say, you one? had Endgame, you had it, you know you had Endgame last year. That's going to be a hard Wars. one to beat. You had so many of those yeah. that we don't have films like that scheduled for this year. This is like an off year compared to last year, and yet. This in, is a massive off year. Yeah, the, so we have a we have a massive off year already, but now we have this coronavirus that's our that's says seventeen uh, to twenty billion dollars lost on top of the already off year that it'll be. So that is so bizarre, um, and 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 it was it was really interesting because the article that you sent me, mm-hmm. uh, like one of the one of the more interesting things in there, just right from the get go was that the U.S. box office hit a 20-year low uh, just this weekend. 
Oh, I believe it. Just because who just went out this weekend? Who went out to see anything this weekend? Right? Fucking no one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's showing right now, so I don't. I don't know if there was like a bunch of incentive to go out right now. But I mean, a twenty-year low. I mean, even in March, people are still going and seeing some movies. Yeah. So to hit a twenty-year low. Yeah. Is pretty brutal. It's um. There's not. And yeah, a, like you said, we don't know right how long now. this is going to go on for. Right. Right. So now we're talking about some studios are considering, like Universal Studios, they're going to release a couple of their newer movies online um, for a larger price. So starting as early as this Friday, March 20th, Universal Studios or Pictures will release its current theatrical movies. So The Invisible Man, which I saw and I absolutely loved, The Hunt, which I almost went to the theater this weekend to see, but I was busy. Um, and Trolls World Tour. So those are going to be, um, well, that's coming online in April. So The Hunt and Invisible Man is coming online this Friday, and I believe it's going to be $20 to to watch it, uh, and you get like a 48-hour window. So here's the problem yeah. with that, though. I mean, $19.99, a suggested price, $19.99 for Amazon to watch these movies. That's not that bad. It gives you a little safety, you can stay at home in your, you know, your snuggies and your blankets and watch it. The problem is, and and these you know, Universal knows this. Thankfully, they've already had a kind of a theatrical run for these films, so they're not going to feel the hit as much as somebody else would. But if this yep. movie comes out on Friday, by Saturday, every torrent site on the planet will have those movies in HD. You know, the as soon as it releases anywhere online, someone will be able to pull that off and then re-upload it as a torrent. It's just the name of the game. And so for those yep. people asking, why aren't all the studios doing it? Well, that's why. Um, you know, uh, Fast 9 is not going to release their, you know, that film, a, a big tentpole, uh, big tentpole for that company, um, only to have it on every torrent site within 24 hours that just doesn't make sense you know you can't can't rely on the goodwill of enough people paying 19.99 per movie to see it you know and then definitely they're not going to pay 19.99 more than once to see it online you know they're not going to go to like they did go to the theater multiple times to see a movie so it's kind of nice that universal without considering this but it's not going to be a trend i don't think no, probably not. But like, even while doing this, like, there's still like you can think about like the math of it and think that it's still gonna end up leveling out. Because I mean, if you think if you're thinking about it, like 1999, I don't I don't remember what I last exactly what I last paid for a movie ticket. Um, but I know that my movie theater visits with just me and Cece end up costing somewhere like they're over twenty bucks easily. Yeah, without question. So, uh. So like 20 bucks for a movie ticket, that kind of 20 bucks to rent it on Amazon to get to watch it in the comfort of my own home without having to be around people or anything like that. The ability to pause, uh, which would have been amazing during Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like it's an enticing thing. Um, now, some of that cost uh, might actually I mean, a lot more of that might end up going to the studio than what you would normally see in a theater, because I mean, how much of the ticket prices are the studios actually getting but at the same time just like you said how many people are actually going to bother 
Like that that piracy thing is gonna be out there. Now the hunt and uh, the Invisible Man aren't exactly AAA titles that we've been waiting for, that people have been waiting for like crazy. So I mean I don't think we're gonna see quite as much of a uh, quite as much caution surrounding those films as far as anti piracy goes. But yeah, Fast Nine, uh, Black Widow, which honestly by by the time like Black Widow is ready to come out, I think we'll probably be through like at least the heavy quarantining side of things. I think social distancing might have uh, might have petered out a little bit. Like, and, but that's optimistic. We d- again, we don't know. We don't know what to expect out of uh, how long. Well, like we know that we will be dealing with coronavirus for months, at the very least, because it is going to take. Like, it's not going to just disappear after, like, uh, the month of March. W- w- like, this is the new March Madness, and as soon as it's over, yeah, the disease is still going to be here. No, you're right. Um, and so, so we're not entirely sure uh, what they're going to go down on. Like, also, we don't know how long they're going to make them available uh, for streaming. I don't think we've, I don't think we've seen. This article doesn't seem to mention it. No, but uh, ag- for how long? Again, these films. I mean, The Hunt just came out in theaters last week. The Invisible Man's been out in theaters yep. for a couple weeks. I I would assume as soon as they release it online, they're not gonna try for another theatrical run. So, I think they just realized, man, if if this hadn't have happened, we might have had a little more legs for these films. But uh, I know for a fact that The Invisible Man. Um, was made for a very low budget, and it's made its money. So, I mean, if anything, they're just trying to say, hey, you know, we could get a little more money out of this. We know some people are going to torrent it, but, sure. I mean, you know, usually when I go to the theater, it's it's usually around 10 12 bucks for a ticket, so this is almost double that. So for the people that do buy it, they're going to get a little bit more, um, and I'm sure Amazon and iTunes are taking their cut as well, but... You know, Universal Pictures yeah. is just trying to save what they can from these releases. But I don't see this being a trend. And really, you said it, though. The only big movie that hasn't hasn't made any movement yet is Black Widow. Because Black Widow is still, and I doubt it will happen, but Black Widow uh, release date is still when? Still in May. It's like mid-May. Yeah, um, and I believe uh, it's supposed to be in theaters May first. So, but 1st, now the oh, CDC okay. is saying they want to ban everything for eight weeks. So there's a theory that because Fast Nine left, um, what's the weekend that's coming up? Memorial Day weekend on May 25th. Yeah. That uh, Disney might bump black widow to may 25th that would that would be far enough out i think people might be coming back you know uh around well, to the idea fast of going nine out. got pushed out a year yeah so fast nine was supposed to be in that memorial day weekend so now that fast nine is out of there disney might push black widow to that weekend because it'll have no competition the only thing that sucks wasn't for, uh wasn't fast nine april was it april not april this year oh Maybe it... that's what this article is saying here from uh, from Quartz. dot com got pushed from uh, April this year to April twenty twenty one. Oh, I could have swore it was I could have swore it was Memorial Day. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but um, something something left that Memorial Day weekend open. So so Black Widow could get in there. Um, it would definitely shorten the gap between a Marvel film and a DC film because you know then then Wonder Woman is just around the corner. Um, but 
Yeah, I think Black Widow could be a, a huge movie for Disney if, if they keep it because, you know, that would be the first big movie that people go to see after the hiatus of staying away from the theater. So, I, you know, for that reason alone, I think they're just kind of, they're a little hesitant to pull the trigger on canceling that film. So... And uh, I mean, honestly, for these bigger studios, I don't quite feel for them as much because, I, first of all, they've got contingencies in place for stuff like this. Uh, movie studios have insurance for for certain things like this, especially like movie losses, mm-hmm. um, which is why you never hear about any of these big movie studios really taking much of a break after a big flop. Yeah, like what, who I really feel for are like the indie developers or for like the the smaller uh, the smaller movie studios who are like really taking a chance. Like 2020 was going to be like early 2020 was going to be their year to get their movies out there. Mm-hmm. That was when they were going to like get it entered into festivals and stuff like that. And all that stuff has either been canceled or delayed. And as an aspiring filmmaker, I like I haven't even made I haven't even finished a, a film or a series yet. Like I'm still working on mine. And my the series that I'm developing just for the local Omaha area is is getting pushed out a little bit because of certain things, certain film schedules that I couldn't keep. And so that's getting pushed out. And so the interest is probably going to, is probably going to wane with that a little bit as well. Right. Like, but those smaller indie studios uh, that are trying to put these films out, like who have already spent all the money they've gotten the movies finished. They're off the cutting room floor. I I really feel for them because those are the studios. It's kind of like the mom and pop shops here in our local area or here in your local area for anybody who's listening that really like really depended on the business that was coming in. Like College World Series has been canceled. That's huge for Omaha. College World Series, like Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, those those yeah. two things are like the biggest spikes in tourism to Omaha in the year. And and we've got businesses that depend on that. Yeah, on that money. hotel and chains, now it's restaurants. kind of up in the air. Right. Right. Yeah, we now it's kind of up in the air whether or not uh, they're going to be up there and it's going to be the exact same thing for movie studios. Yeah. Um and unfortunately, uh, even less uh, even less studios have the ability to actually make a deal with. I mean, Amazon might make Amazon and iTunes might make some special uh, exceptions based off of the current situation, mm-hmm. but it's probably not going to be a luxury. And it and it, and in this current situation, it is kind of considered a luxury to be have to have your theatrical release on. Uh, Amazon and iTunes as a streaming option just to give people a chance to see it in the time window that you hoped for. Yeah. And to try and recoup some of that cash. Unfortunately, some of them just can't afford that. And so it, it it's a, it's an unfortunate reality, but we might be seeing some movie studios closing down too. We might, we might, but like you said, the bigger ones are good. The bigger ones are set right now. Um, any, any smaller yeah. indie studio that had things in the motion that the, like pictures that aren't done, you know, you're not seeing anybody taking advantage of this landscape. All all, no, all no, sets, no, no. no matter big or small, have been shut down because I guarantee you, you know, the, the first person that gets sick on set, that's a lawsuit. And everybody and their mother knows that mm-hmm. the, this is lawsuit season, so no one's risking that. However, for the studios that did have something in their pocket, that did have something that maybe they were shopping around, you know, if if people thought that it was easy to get on Netflix before, I bet you it's a lot easier to get on it now because if there's nothing in the theaters, everyone's going back to streaming. You know, if, what what can you do from the safety of your home? 
turn on Netflix, turn on Amazon, turn on HBO, go back to cable TV. So now uh, original and new content on those platforms uh, is are in more demand than ever. So um, that's kind of what we should talk about now is some, some things that are out there that we suggest or that we want to see um, and that we likely will see while we're not going to the theater anytime yeah. soon. And on a quick note, though, that big boom in streaming is going to make my uh, my day job awful interesting. I'll tell you that much, because the the bandwidth capacity that needs to go up is going to be pretty insane. Oh, I bet it will. Uh, I bet it will. And I'm 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 not saying that's bad because I'm contributing to it too. Because mm-hmm. I'm definitely mm-hmm. like all my photo appointments, all my video shoots for like the next few weeks are all canceled. So I'm gonna have a lot I'm gonna have a lot of time at home. But yeah, uh, so like I said, the report was just a just one on like a very short. Uh, list do do you want to go through like by streaming platform or you just kind of want to like wing it yeah let's do let's do it by platform so people know where to go because the report was on amazon prime that was on amazon right so Um, do you have a list of things that was kind of the only no that was kind of the only thing on amazon that i really hit on right off the bat Mm -hmm. um i have i have quite an extensive watch list on uh on Netflix that I hadn't gotten to, mm-hmm. um, the Aeronauts on Amazon Prime uh, was one that I was uh, that I was interested to see. Yeah, that's um, on my that list too. Uh, Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne, right? Two great uh, actors, which are two very, very well renowned actors, right? Right. Uh, and uh, just the, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those human stories that I would catch. Like it's not like a like a an amazing. Uh, mythical tale or anything like that it's like based uh it's way back in like the early 1900s late 1800s something like that Mm -hmm. i don't know back when hot air balloon travel was still super prevalent and weather balloons didn't exist just yet so this was kind of an emerging technology yeah sure the trailer looked really good for that it's definitely on my list yeah that one was uh that one was one um i'm like i said i'm getting caught up on westworld which isn't technically amazon prime but i am watching it through uh, my amazon account with their channels access that's correct um so i'm getting caught up on that mm-hmm. uh godzilla king of the monsters was on there and now i've already seen that one but uh i am i am planning on re-watching it because when i was in the theater i was actually really upset at it um it didn't it didn't really do it for me so uh-huh. i want to give it another chance um but I'm blaming a little bit of that on the theater that I saw it in, because the theater that I ha- that I had seen it in is was the T the THX experience. Like it was the full super good sound quality. Yeah. But they had the volume cranked to about a billion. Yours too. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and Godzilla is a little bit of a loud movie. If you if you if you hadn't guessed that. A lot of shrieking. Um, a lot of craziness. A lot of sh- yeah. I could have I could have told you that uh, if you had told me that Ghidorah was was outside the building, <laughs> I would have said uh, I would have said no, you're lying. He's inside the building, <laughs> and he's in this theater right now screaming. Yeah, because it was like 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 I have earplugs on me all the time. Mm-hmm. That's just from being a musician and an audio engineer. I was actually wearing them during the loud parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I actually had them in during the loud parts of that movie. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it another shot. And uh, and we'll we'll just see what happens. Well, here's but, hoping, yeah, that was I, like it's a short list for me. Here's hoping that the sequel for that, you know, Godzilla vs Kong or Kong vs Godzilla or whatever that's scheduled for this fall doesn't get pushed back. You know, so you want to prepare for that by watching 
by watching uh, the latest yeah. Godzilla movie. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I had a pretty short list for Amazon, so um, if you've got a longer one, where, like if you've got one, you're going to have to get on there. The Boys was another one. Uh, the Boys was a series that I needed to get uh, that I needed to get up on. And that was one that I thought you'd be a little bit angry I at am, before. I am a I still little bit seen angry that about that one. Yeah, man. <laughs> the Boys is so good. I mean, have you watched Have you watched any of it? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I haven't gotten in there. It's sitting. It's sitting in my list. Like it's it's sitting right there. Mm. But uh, yeah, haven't uh, haven't dropped into it yet. Okay. Well. Um, I've got, I've got quite There's a, a lot. List. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I've got, I've got a lot of stuff right now and my schedule only just opened up for this. Mm, okay. I, 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 I feel for you. I feel for you. Um, I've got a lot, <laughs> I've got a list. Now, m- most of them I have seen cause I admittedly watch way too much, uh, TV, but I, I want to, I want to suggest these to, to everybody. So we already talked about the report. Um, another yep. movie, a uh, fairly newer movie on Amazon Prime is Shia LaBeouf's Honey Boy. Um, that was uh, I heard about an that. incredible movie. I'm really disappointed that it got no uh, major awards. If it got some awards, I, I didn't know about it. I mean, granted, I only track, you know, like uh, the Oscars, really. I, I barely even remember what Golden Globes were out there, but... Um, if it got awards, it deserved it. If it got nominations, it deserved it because it was an extremely well-done movie, very emotional, um, that was about Shia LaBeouf and growing up and being with his dad and being in the industry as a child actor. And it was very believable and very emotional. And uh, I really uh, was impressed by that. I, I mean, it was a tour de force for uh, Shia LaBeouf. He did so well in that movie. Um, playing his dad. So to answer your question, um, it got a Directors Guild of America award for outstanding uh, directing, okay, and a Hollywood Breakthrough Screenwriter award. Okay, I believe it. And it, it is sitting. Hold on, I lost it. It is uh, current. Like we'll go through the ratings on some of these. It's got a seven point four out of ten on IMDb, seventy three percent on Metacritic, but a ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, and ninety-two percent of Google users like the movie. So I mean, I mean that's that's not bad. So it said breakthrough screenwriter award. Um, well, the screenplay was written by Shia LaBeouf, so that's awesome. Uh, he yeah. he wrote it. So he so he got some credit where it was due. Good, good. He should have. As it sounds. And he wrote it while he, while he was in rehab, and and um, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was it's it's a great great movie i strongly suggest it so that's at the top of my list as far as movies the rest are all tv shows um another fairly recent one uh, amazon just came out with is called hunters um and it's a uh, set in 1977 new york about um a ragtag group of nazi hunters led by al pacino um and it's it's inspired by true events uh, it's not based on on much true events other than Operation Paperclip, which, uh, if people don't know, was a point in history where basically America had won World War II, um, and there was a bunch of Nazi scientists that were kind of left over. And America was worried that Russia would take up those scientists to help them with the Cold War and the space race. 
So America mm-hmm. uh, bought uh, the loyalty of a bunch of these Nazi scientists by giving them new identities and allowing them to come live in America. And <laughs> as fucked up as that sounds, uh, that's the truth. And this show uh, kind of addresses that and addresses other Nazis that may have come to set up shop in America. Um, and these guys go out and kill them for different reasons. And it was really, it's fun. It's kind of totally back and forth. Sometimes it's a drama. Sometimes it's a comedy. Um, but the action was good and it had a really cool twist at the end. So I would highly suggest that. Um, I mean, it is based off of real stuff, too, because that did happen. There are actually some prominent scientists in American history that were actually brought over from yeah, yeah. Uh, from Nazi Germany. Right. Which, so, so that part of it uh, is I true. imagine that anybody yeah. who... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I imagine that this uh, this type of feature probably couldn't have come out in the earlier years. Right, right. Well, and they, I mean... They still some... would have been alive and... It's crazy. I was doing more research into that and, and, you know, how, like, the Boston Globe and the Washington Post each kind of had their own times in, in the last couple decades when they released a story about a prominent scientist in America who won some big awards, but he actually experimented on people for the Nazis. And, and uh, yeah, it's crazy what we were we were willing to let these people get away with just so that we could be the first on the moon um and and it's yeah it's interesting although at times i wished i could just watch a documentary on that and not hunters but um at the same time hunters was entertaining so um that's good and then i'll just run through the rest of them hannah is a great uh show on there um, Undone is a really cool drama about a girl that lost her dad who's played by Bob um, is it Edenkirk the guy from Better Call Saul um, and that's like an oh Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk yeah. yeah and that's a really cool animation show um, that's it's kind of a different animated uh, show that's really good um, un, that's Undone Fleabag is a real big uh, British show that's on Amazon Prime. That's fantastic. It's um, it's written and uh, stars what's her face that wrote the new James Bond movie. Um, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, what's her name? She's a she's a great comedian um, and she's a great writer. She's apparently written a lot of non uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Uh, she stars in Fleabag, and it's very much like a comedy, like a uh, like a Deadpool type comedy, where a lot of fourth wall breaking. Um, and she stars in it, and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, but she's written a lot of things like Broadchurch, um, Killing Eve, uh, the newest James Bond movie, and a lot of other dramas and and stuff. So it's very well written. Um, I would suggest that Goliath is on there. Uh, that's a good legal drama with Billy Bob Thornton. Um, and I've said it before several times, but The Expanse is on there because Amazon saved The Expanse from sci-fi's shitty decisions, and uh, they're producing new seasons of that. So that that list alone is tons of hours of quality content just on Amazon, and we haven't even gotten a Netflix yet, so I would highly suggest Ugh. all of those. I have... I don't have a long list uh, for Netflix, but they're all long movies. Yeah, well, let's talk about <laughs> uh, it. So, 
uh, now this was this was an older film, which is why I decided to add it to this recommendation because I didn't feel like uh, a huge amount of people would have seen it already. But um, with the Irishman coming out on uh, on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it would be pertinent to to recognize that uh, Goodfellas is on there as well. Oh right, yeah. Um. So. So I mean, just for now. But that's another Martin Scorsese uh, mob. Honestly, it's probably like one of the biggest, if, if not the biggest, uh, mob film out of his repertoire that he uh, that he put together. Like, just it's just a it's just a great film. It's definitely it's a, it's a great human story. Yeah, people love that movie. I don't, it's not my favorite um, of his, but it's definitely good. Yeah, um, Goodfellas, uh, notwithstanding, um, but. You've got the classic uh, Indiana Jones trilogy is up on there right now. Oh, really? And I say trilogy uh, because because the fourth one fucking blows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the original. Now this is on North American uh, Netflix. I don't. Oh. I, I can't comment on any other countries. But yeah, good call. Uh, if you use a VPN, uh, that is something that you can get around. Which if you use a VPN, you already knew that, and you probably do that all the time anyway. But yeah, you can catch the Indiana Jones trilogy on there, which caters nicely to me because I own the trilogy, but I'm way too lazy uh, to just throw it in. Like, like I've rented movies that I've owned on Amazon before, just so I didn't have to like dig it out yeah. of my like my movie cabinet. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, no shame <laughs> whatsoever. Um, Dirty Money season two is up on there. So I mean, if you're into documentaries, uh, definitely check out Dirty Season or Dirty Money season one. Because uh, I was actually really digging it, and it's kind of like the report where it's bringing up like depressing true stuff to you, mm-hmm. but uh, there isn't quite as much shaky cam, so okay, uh, which was really kind of like my only complaint about the report. Really, was the amount of handheld cam work that he did. Hmm. But yeah, um, there's some there's some messed up stuff in Dirty Money season one, and I've only seen a little bit of the trailer for season two, and uh, like I saw them flash Wells Fargo up on on the screen several times. Oh and yeah. Having been somebody who got screwed over by Wells Fargo, at least once way back in the day, I can, I can get on board with that. Mm. Um, as I said, the Irishman is on there and I have not, uh, watched that all the way through yet. Like I keep, I keep starting it and I get like about a half hour into it and something else comes up and it tears me away from it. <laughs> but that is a three hour endeavor. It's kind of hard to commit to that amount of time. So you still haven't seen the whole movie. I still have not seen oh the whole movie. Oh my god! I sat in the theater and I watched am... that whole movie, so I am shocked. I'm so shocked. But okay. I uh, that's and you actually went to a local cinema too. You didn't even go to like a big bo- like a big box place, did you? No, I went to Film Street. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You went to a, a nice little local mom and pop theater, kind mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Hateful Eight got added as well as a couple other Tarantino films. Uh, the Kill Bill movies are up there. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen the Kill Bill films, definitely uh, check those out. I think Inglorious Bastards is on here too. Mm-hmm. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Inglorious Bastards is up on there right now. Um, but yeah, the Hateful Eight I haven't seen yet, but it's got. But the interesting thing there is they've got the original theatrical uh, version, which um, was quite extensive, but they've also got a, uh, a four-hour uh, series. It's basically like it, they're calling it a series. It's it's really just the movie, right. but they've split it up into four parts, which Tarantino has done in a lot of his films. He's he's got chapters to his films, uh, but it's actually the extended version. Uh, so there's extra content in there, which I I really like that they threw that on there. Have you seen it yet? Uh, because I haven't seen it yet. 
No, I have not seen it yet. Um, but I am definitely going to check out the extended version first uh, because I feel like that's going to be the version that Tarantino would like people to see, but like he had to cut certain stuff out to get it down to theatrical uh, lengths, uh, which is actually my complaint because the Lord of the Rings movies are on Netflix right now, but they are not the extended <laughs> editions. Right, right. And uh, go fuck yourself. I am not <laughs> I watching know. the theatrical versions of those movies. I know, I know. Wait, so hold up. <laughs> Did you just say, so you haven't seen the Hateful Eight, the theatrical cut either? No. Oh my god, buddy. No, I haven't, what the I haven't hell? seen either one. It's so good. I really want to see the extended I cut. No, that's what I was asking. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't seen either one, and so okay. wow. So my first experience gets to be the extended edition, which is going to be, which I feel like is going to be great. Um, I hope so. And then, uh, and and I'm watching The Witcher. Uh, I've gone through. Uh, I've gone through. I'm on. I'm up to episode four. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we just finished that one. Like I'm watching that one with the lady. So nice. Um. So we're going through that. I right like that. But there's there's some great classics up there right now. I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Like it, it. Like the first episode didn't really get me going, but like the second episode, the intrigue started to kind of like show in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on episode four because the third episode like kind of like locked me in. That was when I was like, all right, I'm finishing this. Series. Yeah. You're not alone in that. Like, I think sure. the, the first, the first episode, I think almost everyone universally agrees is the messiest episode on there. So, uh, I'm yeah, glad you yeah, stuck it was, it. it was, it was scrambled. Mm-hmm. It was scrambled pretty bad, but, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't finished the games. So I was like, I need to at least finish the series. Um, right. But there's some classics up on uh, Netflix right now too that I'm definitely going to revisit. Um, the final cut for Blade Runner is up on there yes. right now. Beautiful. Um, Hook. Hook. Oh, the which Peter is, Pan show. I mean, depend. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Robin Williams. Are you still there? Classic one. Did we lose you? That's up on Netflix right now, which Uh-oh. is excellent. Um, Uh-oh. And then uh, a Are horrible, a horrible. Oh, I'm back. I didn't lose you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I lost you for a while. It went it went dead silent. Oh, it's like thanks a lot, Discord. Well, hopefully it recorded <laughs> on your end. But all all you said was hook, and I went hook the Peter Pan, and I was so excited. But then you didn't say anything else. So is that what you talk about? Yeah, the Robin yeah, Williams no. Peter Pan yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The one where I uh, fell so in that, love with that's Tinkerbell. That's on Netflix right now. And then, and then my last one, uh, my last one uh, for the Netflix side. There's there's a bunch on there, yep. but. Uh, the last one that I'm going to mention, because uh, it is a horrible, horrible uh, C movie, maybe even D movie. I don't, I don't know where you would put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got Kevin Bacon in it, and it's in the desert. Can you tell me what I'm talking about? Oh, how dare you say that about Tremors? Are you serious? <laughs> Tremors is amazing. No, uh, no, I, what? I actually really like watching Tremors. Okay. It's a, it's a guilty, ple- it's a guilty pleasure movie of mine. Um, you talk shit about yeah, the sequels, uh, but ha- the original Tremors was amazing. <laughs> I love Tremors. Yeah, no, um, it, like what was really funny is that I saw. Um, uh, did you ever see the movie Lake Placid? Yeah, yeah. The terrible, yeah. the terrible. Um, uh, was it crocodile or alligator movie? Yeah. Yeah, but it had Bill Pullman, had Betty White. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, I remember. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was it was it was in the same vein. Like they're they're horror comedies. Mm-hmm. Like right. they were supposed to have some scary elements in there, but they it really just ended up being funny. Yeah, that's how it, that's how I feel about Tremors. <laughs> um, and that's actually the the category that Netflix has put it in as horror comedy. Oh, for sure, that fits it perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, um, I remember that movie being pretty goddamn scary as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it but it came out. I I can't remember what I watched it on. I think it was, I think it was back when I still had like a cable TV subscription, like early on in my cable guy career. Um, but it was on it was on cable television. I remember watching it there, and it was just like the dumbest thing for me to be afraid of because it was just so so cheesy bad but in a good way right not quite not quite like a chris duckman hilariosity like i can still see how this movie got made and it's still enjoyable to watch Mm -hmm. but but there are some elements in it where you're just like how did that get through like how did they how'd they let this happen yeah yeah but yeah great great 90s classic that uh i think everybody should see Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's just, and all of the ones you just said, like barely scrape the, 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 the bottom of the barrel of all the stuff oh, that's on God. Netflix is crazy. There's so many more. I know. We're at, we're at like 50, we're at like 50 minutes now and we've only just gotten done with my side of Netflix. Cause I know that you've got quite a list there you too. You do. And I, and I had to delete a couple, um, uh, because of, of what you said. Oh, did I but, mention them? Um, which is fine. Cause I have plenty more. So, um, I'll start with some newer ones. So I just I just binged this um, on Sunday. It's called I Am Not Okay With This. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, um, but it stars it uh-uh. stars the redhead girl from uh, the It, the recent It movies. Um, I can't think of her name right now. Okay. But she is basically like like an indie version of Carrie, except it's not Carrie. But she is very much like an introvert. Um, she's having a hard time in, in, in school. Her dad committed suicide. Um, she's having a hard time having relationships with people. And she finds out that when she has little panic attacks, she can make things move. And uh, it gets more and more explosive. And she thinks somebody's trying to uh, uh, take her or find her. Um, and the show ramps up and gets really violent. And the opening frame of this show is her walking down a street uh, covered in blood, very reminiscent of the end of Carrie. And so it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. I would I very highly suggest it. Um, the third season of Ozark is coming back, uh, I believe, this Friday. Jason Bateman. Um, nice. I love that show. Have you seen any of that show? Yes. So good, right? I yes. love Jason Bateman. Very good. He's very, fantastic very in it. He he writes and directs a lot of that st- a lot of those episodes, so they're really great. Um, Kingdom season two just came back, uh, just launched. That's um, the uh, samurai versus zombies show, which is awesome. Uh, Lock and Key is another uh, recent show that's based on the Joe Hill comic book series. I haven't seen it yet. Um, Wendy. Over at Legend Comics, um, she is a big fan of Lock and Key. It's one of her favorite comics. She said that the show isn't as dark as the comics, but it's still pretty good. So that's that's good enough for me to want to watch it. Um, Spencer Confidential is okay. a new movie with Mark Wahlberg uh, that just came out um, that I caught the other night. That was pretty funny. Um, I was gonna say they're pushing uh, they're pushing Post Malone being in that movie a lot in the trailer because yeah. it. <laughs> hits me in the face every time i open I know, netflix today. I know. and that's the only scene he's in which is fine he does fine in that scene good for post malone getting his face out there his tattooed ass face right. out there. <laughs> yeah um 
couple other movies. These were was he was he good in the one yeah, scene? Yeah, he was fine. Or was he did, he, or he did was fine. He, like a celeb he was in two scenes, I guess. He's in one more scene. He was fine. I like him. I actually like Post Malone. Right. I like I like good a deal. lot of his of his music. Um, he's a character. Well, I'm I'm not saying anything bad about the guy. It's just like when you see those like celebrities that aren't actors that are like forced into movie trailers to like. Right. Oh my God! I'm gonna grab as many people into I right. can. Sometimes it just it's just it's just a grab. Yeah. Well, a white dude covered in tattoos in prison is not too much of a leap for him. So he did he did great. He did great no, with that. No, no, no. Um, Probably didn't have to do too much makeup for him on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, two other big things that came out of 2019 for Netflix: Dolomite is my name. Is a fantastic movie with Eddie Murphy. I could watch that movie all day. It's fantastic. Um, and then the Umbrella Academy, uh, which is another uh, comic property that they brought to life, was fantastic. Yeah, um, that was great for you. Uh, for you emo fran- for you emo fans, that is actually um, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance's comic yes. series. And and they did a great um, job. He was involved think, in the series. I think he'd be proud of that show. So um, yeah, well he he yeah. is um, according to quotes. Right, and I love him, and I love that show, and I love that comic. So. Um, if if you if you're not getting enough of uh, viral uh, pandemics in in real life, you can watch Outbreak and Contagion. Both of those are are now on Netflix. So have fun with that. Um, v Wars that also came out recently on Netflix. That's based on the books by Jonathan Mayberry, who I love and I've met several times, and he's a great guy. And that's a really fun kind of virus related vampire monster type show. Um, that just came out, so that's really good. Um, and then the rest of mine are, are animated stuff on Netflix. Most of these have been out for a while. Gantz O is fantastic. If you ever watched or read uh, the Gantz manga, this is kind of like a 3D sequel to that. Um, a Gen Demi-Human had two seasons on there. That was really great. Um, Castlevania Season 3 just came out and I, I binged it last week. It was fantastic. I love that series so much. Great animation. Oh my fucking shit. What? Space Jam is on Space Netflix Jam- right God damn it. That was on my list, you. Stop. Uh, you're, you're I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just scrolling yeah, along. Space Jam. Boom, it's, there it it's is. The number 10, <laughs> it's the number 10 trending this week, so apparently a lot of people are realizing it's on Netflix. Uh berserk trilogy for number 10 trending i had to scroll a long time to yeah, see that well it's number 10 trending right like, now. what the hell netflix mm-hmm. fix your algorithm uh, berserk trilogy is a very rated r uh uh anime trilogy if you want to see uh, some dark shit uh voltron mm-hmm. is fantastic uh, that series just ended last year i believe those those oh my god those were great um and troll hunters with the late anton yelchin um, is a big anime series on on Netflix as well. So, I mean, that's just that was just me taking five minutes to go down the list of what I could see, and there's so much more on there. Um, so yeah, you could you could lose yourself for for the next eight weeks on Netflix alone, and you'd be fine. Did you check? Have you checked out uh, the Godzilla anime, uh, the Netflix original? Yes, and ugh, I had high hopes, yeah. but then. Cause there's like two or three films now. Is there a trilogy now? But that, whatever the latest film won, it yeah. was such bullshit. It was just yeah. And I I, I thought I liked the animation at first, um, but it did not. It it, it it did the opposite of grow on me. It like it, it rotted off of me. I didn't really care for it. 
Um, and I just thought it was Again. a shitty Because I finished story. the... Uh, Did you like it? Because I finished the first one, and I... Well, I finished the first one, and I didn't really know how to feel about it. I was like, well, it's a, it's a trilogy. I wonder if it's meant to be seen like in whole or something like that. Yeah, well, but, they took their time in between. And of, of the three, the first one I thought was okay, but the rest of them were just bad. So, yeah. It was sucks. disappointing. I know. I had high hopes for it, too. I, I thought it looked great at first, but nay. Anything else? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is another... Another recommendation. Oh, is that on Netflix? Um, which, really? Yeah, yeah, that's on Netflix right now. Infinity War is still on there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Raising Dion. Oh. I saw the first couple episodes of that. That was a pretty good show. Um, I hmm. wanted to see wanted to see more of that about a kid that lost his dad, and the kid has some magical powers, or some mutant powers, and his single mom is having a hard time dealing with that. Um, that was pretty good. Michael B. Jordan was behind that. Um, there's a lot of great stuff on here, man. He's a treasure. What's that? Michael B. Jordan is a treasure. He is a treasure, right? Um, he is. He is killing it. Ragnarok looked really good. That's a foreign language season that looked uh fun. Um, that's the other thing too, man. There's a lot of great foreign films and shows on Netflix that if you're really like wanting to see what the rest of the world watches, it's easy to do so. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one for me though, um, because like I'm I'm normally watching stuff like in the background uh, while I edit yeah. or anything like that, which which is and the only reason that's a real problem is because it's kind of tough to read subtitles right. <laughs> and uh, and watch a movie in the background. But you might kind of you might be able to watch some but of yeah. these that are dubbed that you might notice more if you were watching it straight on but in the background you could just listen to and you might be able to enjoy it more than someone that is turned off by dubbing yeah oh speaking of godzilla I, the I 19 i feel like i feel like dubbing is kind of is kind of harsh uh for the story because like obviously if the movie wasn't written in that in that language some of the trans some of the like the acting level or the or the the real drama and the film kind of gets lost in the dubbing. Oh, absolutely! Like I see that a lot in. Uh, I saw that a lot in some video games. Yeah, I mean for sure. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, you can't get around that. Inflection is everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so if I can avoid watching a dub, I'll I will. Yeah, you can watch the 1998 Godzilla. That's on here. Good little <laughs> Matthew Broderick so, action. So Cece hadn't seen mm-hmm. that yet. Uh, like she had not seen that mess yet and i wasn't gonna let her live through her life without suffering through that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um like i watched it and like you know the the thing is about that movie it's not bad it's just completely forgettable yeah like it, it's just there's just nothing in it that are like that's like there's so many logical fallacies, which I mean, it's Godzilla. I'm not expecting it to be the the most logical movie in the world, mm-hmm. but like, there's so much stuff in there. It's just, just so dumb, and they expect us to ignore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, it's just so sad. But I could, I, admittedly though, I could watch that over the uh, the anime Godzilla series that you were talking about. I I, I could watch. Really? Yeah, okay. I think it's, I think that, it's that bad. bad huh? Yeah. Oh, Incredibles 2 is on Oof. Netflix. If you haven't seen the second Incredibles, I yes. love that movie. That's a great movie. I am really hoping for a trilogy. Yeah? 
Like, I, I think really like in another to, 10 really years, they'll have it. I don't know about that. If they wait another 10 years, I want Jack-Jack to at least be like 10 years older. Like I want everybody to have aged just to kind of like see how the family. Yeah, doing. unlike the sequel that was like the exactly. day after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let let's let's let let's let age kind of jump out. There I agree. That would be happens. cool, actually. I wouldn't um, mind that. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, with uh, with the incredible amount of streaming platforms that are available to us, I mean, like, I didn't even touch on Disney Plus, like. But I mean, a lot of Disney Plus. We're not looking for a lot of surprises there. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of that content is stuff that we've already seen or people are already familiar with. But it was really cool to kind of go through and see some movies that you don't even really like think about as Disney classics, but they're still like really good films. Like, uh, like remember the Titans? I forget all the time that that's a Disney mm, movie. Yeah. But it's on. But it. But you can catch that on Disney Plus right now. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Which I don't know is a is explicitly a Disney property. Um, I can't, I can't remember exactly the studio that made it. It might be Disney, but you can catch, uh, you can catch Roger Rabbit on there. Um, uh, I don't see, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I don't know if it was actually that good of a movie, but uh first kid, uh, with Sinbad. Do you remember that oh, movie? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Is this a, yeah, that's on there. And so I need to watch that again to see if it's actually that's not the Macaulay Culkin as good of a movie as I remember. It, or is it? No, because no, there no, was no. a few. There was a few um, like presidential kid movies, and there was this. Yeah, there was Sinbad and First Kid, and then there was the Macaulay Culkin one. And Macaulay Culkin one obviously wasn't did that better. like Richie Rich. Was it Richie Rich? I don't know. I know there's a Richie Rich movie too. But yeah, I remember First Kid. Yeah, that's on Netflix right now, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sinbad. Yeah. I miss you, Sinbad. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, Sinbad, Sinbad was one, uh, Rookie of the Year. Do you yes, remember Rookie I of the Year? I loved that movie as a kid with the, with the arm injury that made him like the fastest pitcher or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's on, that's on Disney Plus right now too. It was just like, like there's a bunch of stuff like that. Like I was just scrolling through and be like, wow, okay, these are great. And, and I, and I did rewatch it. I did rewatch it and it was still and there were still some pretty funny moments in there. It was, it was nostalgic. It was great. So you have, I don't have a Disney. And I was wondering, because I can't remember if this is a Disney movie or not. Is The Indian in the Cupboard a Disney movie? Cause that, uh, I think it is. I think I remember seeing it. Because I would watch there. that. I would watch that today if that was on Disney. Disney Plus. Do you remember that movie? Indian in the Cupboard? Yeah. It is not coming up. Oh um, yeah, it's on HBO here. Go, so it must not be. It must not be Disney. I remember that movie. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but that was a good classic movie. So back that's in the another day. interesting point that we're seeing because I actually finished up my Infinity Saga uh, watch yeah. through uh, the wow. other day. Uh, it's just on in the background, um, but yeah, I went through. I went through every film. Uh, I was gonna film reviews for them, but like I kept on getting distracted with other stuff. So maybe that's something I'll do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just do it again and just. Maybe that's something we'll do. Like we'll just we'll just go through the the Infinity Saga and we'll review them one by one. Sure. Uh, I don't want to do another commentary on them quite yet no. though, because that'll take us like ten yeah. years. <laughs> the Star Wars one's gonna take us quite long enough. As yeah, it is. I was sad that we had to delay that, but we're gonna do that soon. Um, just yeah. stuff came up this weekend, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that would take forever. As soon as as soon as things cool down a little bit mm-hmm. too, I think I think we'll probably wait because like I'm 
in my job, I'm not exactly isolated. Right. Like I can be isolated, but I wasn't in is I wasn't an office building mm-hmm. today, and so I want to make sure that everything's there. Cece gets to work from home for the rest of like the month, which is I'm jealous as hell of. Nice, but uh, but yeah, there's uh, with with this overabundance, which is really what it is, this overabundance of content, um. Like, cause like mostly this channel has been talking about films. Um, and I know that, uh, you're not incredibly, uh, obsessed with video games as much as I am anyway, but, uh, there's absolutely no shortage of, uh, great, great game content that you can jump in on now, which obviously it's a different beast than, than, uh, than streaming because I mean, you're going to have to pay for each one of these. Right. But I mean, you just recently got a switch, so so I mean, how are you liking that so far? Um, I like it. I got a good amount of games. Um, but you're right. I'm not a huge gamer. I used to be a bigger gamer. Um, I used to be like day one uh, Call of Duty, day one any Batman game, uh, and so yeah. Now it's just like maybe a title a year, maybe a title every two years. I'll get really excited about. Recently. The Doom, you know, Doom 2016, I got stoked for that, and I remember I bought that day one um, and and played it to death, and I'm super uh, sad that Doom Eternal doesn't come out on Switch, because I sold my Xbox One so that I could get a Switch, um, and then they delayed the Switch <laughs> release, so I have, right now, I've got maybe eight, eight games on my switch and i haven't beat any of them it's just kind of something that i take out and i play when i'm bored um but yeah well the legend the legend of zelda like that's breath of the wild is going to be one that i i would prioritize because that i mean well if you're a completionist like me that game's going to take you an eternity i know and i do like that game a lot but then i also don't play it enough that yeah, I remember when I first bought it, I was like, this game is beautiful. I understand why everybody likes it. Um, but then I was just getting distracted, and I wasn't giving it enough time to truly enjoy it. And now it's just like, I just don't turn that on. I, I'm, I'm trying to beat Doom again, and um, and I'll switch over to like other like smaller games. But yeah, I have that, and I, I plan to play it eventually. But right now, there's nothing like pulling at me and as you know to to finish as much as it used to so yeah i defer to you to well i'll well i'll jump into it for a little bit because like i said like we haven't really gained a huge gaming audience just yet but um i am going to be doing some gaming content on the youtube channel um we'll probably be doing some live streaming here before too terrible long um but uh, that'll that'll be relegated to specifically twitch um because my photo and video schedules are going to slow down uh, during the coronavirus, I might pick up some streaming just to kind of like kill some extra time. But uh, wow, can you hear my cat? He's like desperately trying to get into the basement bathroom, but there's nothing in there for him, so I don't know what his problem mm-hmm. is. Um, but uh, so, uh, if you haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest, nope. Um, so that was a, that was a Microsoft uh, exclusive. So you can ca- you can catch it on PC. You can also catch it on Xbox. Uh, but the sequel uh, finally came out. Like th- this is several years later. Um, but Ori and the Will of the Wisps is the game that I'm jumping into right now. Now I am 16 hours deep, and I am still not done with it. Now, for those of you familiar with Ori and the Blind Forest, you will know that that is significantly longer 
than than the original game. Uh, there's quite a few changes in there. So, um, but uh, so Ori and the Blind, the Ori franchise is a uh, it's a two D platformer. Um, it is absolutely gorgeously animated. It is it is a very gorgeous game to look at. Um, it's got an incredible story with no. I don't want to say no spoken word because there is spoken word, but it's not in a language that any anybody would understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are looking at uh, like, it, and I mean, it makes sense. Like they stuck to it. Like these these forest creatures are not going to speak English, so right. so so there's subtitles in there. But there's not. It's not a dialogue driven story. Like it's very visual. Um, the the music by Gareth Coker is absolutely wonderful, uh, and you can catch the albums on Spotify. Uh, to listen through to those, which I have actually done on on occasion, but uh, but yeah, the the latest game has come through on that. Um, it's it's a great series, so I highly recommend you guys check out Ori if you guys are on Xbox or or no. Um, I'm playing. I'm a PC gamer, so that's where all of my gaming is done. Uh, I'm playing through Red Dead Redemption Two again. Uh, I actually have it for the PlayStation, but I bought it now that it's come out for pc because mods and uh and that ridiculousness Uh, i can't wait for that ridiculousness and then my final shout out just for right now because like i said i don't i don't want to jump too deep on the video game side but the the halo master chief collection uh which has been out for a while but they just added halo combat evolved the very first halo game uh in its uh in its revamped form so uh, I'm playing through that, and I am actually going to do a review on that one because that was my, f- like a lot of people, uh, Halo was actually my first foray into into shooter games, uh, or into any like multiplayer experiences. Because yes, there was a, yes, I had played Smash Brothers and stuff like that, but like there wasn't really, I mean, Halo revolutionized uh, gaming. I mean, that's safe to say, it was a. It was a major game changer as far as all that went. And so getting to play it, uh, like when the original revamped version came out on Xbox, I didn't have an X. Like, I haven't had an Xbox since the 360s. Um, so, like, Xbox One and all that stuff, I've, I've never owned one. Um, but when the original remaster for Halo 1 came out, I, I hadn't played it. And so this is, like, my first time playing it since it originally came out in... 2001. Um. Uh, 2001 are you shitting me jesus it's been that yep. long yep november 15th 2001 holy I know, shit it's been, it's been so long so yeah <laughs> 20 pretty much damn near 20 years yeah. later yeah <laughs> um yeah it's it's really interesting and they actually included a neat little feature to where with the press of a button you can actually go back to the original graphics uh, and see what the game looked like versus their versus their remake. So if you really really wanted mm. to, you could play it in its original form. If you want to, uh, which I really give appreciate. A but um, yeah, actually, it's not that bad. Like I mean, I mean, they obviously they tweak things a little bit mm-hmm. there too. Um, but uh, but I've also got a VR set, and so I finally picked up Beat Saber. Which for people oh, who yeah. have been playing Beat Saber for forever, you're you're like, hey, I can't believe yeah. you did that. So the next time you're over here, I'm actually going to stick the VR headset on you and see how you deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. I wouldn't mind trying that out. I've, I've seen seen a lot of TikTok videos and stuff of that, so that looks fun. It is way more fun than I was expecting it to yeah. be. But yeah, just with this uh, with this social distancing and these recommendations that everybody is making, um, 
like there's so many pieces of, like I can't believe we didn't mention that the final season of Clone Wars is is up on Disney Plus now too. Um so so that'll be like I'm actually going to start the series from scratch again mm-hmm. um to just kind of like cuz cuz it's been a while since I've actually seen everything. Right. Um but yeah, so I'll be going through that again. But just the overabundance of content that is available for us to go through like right now. This is like you said, this is a great time to get caught up on stuff. Um for me, especially because I've missed out on a lot of really good stuff, just work, just because I I overload myself, like with a day job and doing all the editing for all of our content and for all of my like my personal business and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a uh, this is gonna be a great time to catch up. So I'm looking forward very heavily to uh, to this time. And actually, like this is probably like my favorite episode that we've recorded because <laughs> we've just been chatting. Yeah, well, like. I mean, yeah, it was sad news at first, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then we got into like excitement. Like there are things to be excited for, not because of, not necessarily because of the coronavirus, but amidst sure. it, there is still a lot of positivity sure. to be had. Well, and I, I am slightly jealous of you. I don't have Disney Plus. Um, um, I oh, I'll throw <laughs> you a password in a heartbeat, <laughs> yeah. man. I, I, uh, I wouldn't mind going back and watching some of those. Some of those, and I do kind of want to see the the Clone Wars, um, that final season. That is awesome. But you know, I I, I am sure somebody in the Disney Plus uh, team is a little worried, a little pissed off because you know, unlike Netflix, they're not dropping something new every week or every day or every month. And a lot of the stuff that they really were pushing for twenty twenty releases are on hold now because of coronavirus. So, you know, for all those people who said that Netflix was dead, um, first of all, Netflix hasn't died since what, when did, when did Disney plus come out? October. Netflix has still been going strong since then, but if anything, this is their time to shine because they have, they still have so much new content that they just haven't released because they like to schedule things out. They don't just drop everything, you know, but, uh, they're doing, I mean, we just listed off so much new stuff on on their on their platform um that they're doing well and then you know tv still has new things too uh the latest season of better call saul is out on on amc um and and like you said westworld season three just started last night on hbo and it was a fantastic premiere oh my gosh it was so good um just just fantastic so I need you to hurry up and catch up so we can talk about season three. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, I am going yeah. through it. I am. I am absolutely going through it. Cece is actually ahead of me already, so I don't have to wait on her for a series. I can just binge right through. Oh, good. It, so. well, and, and who's the guy that plays Jesse Pinkman um, on Better on uh, Breaking Bad? Um, Aaron Paul. Oh God, he is. He is yeah. awesome. He is awesome. He's clearly going to be a huge part of season three because he was such a huge part of the premiere episode. And, um, nice. but, but in an organic way, not a, uh, we, we got to do this whole tangent thing and eventually it's going to link up with the main story, but we have to watch, you know, not, not of that. It is, you are thrown into the main story immediately and he is organically a part of it. And, uh, yeah, I hope the rest of the season is as good as the premiere because it was fantastic. So, a lot of good stuff to watch, man. If you can't get to the theater, at least there's stuff on TV, which I'm very thankful for. So, yeah, 
I won't be bored anytime soon. I am, I am just, I am excited. Oh, can I say one more thing? Like I'm, I'm. I I was at. No, no, well, not. screw you then. I was at Walmart uh, yesterday, <laughs> buying some, um, buying some stuff, and I totally forgot this was coming out. But I'm gonna unofficially say that this episode of Nerf Herders Assembled is uh, brought to you by Dr Pepper and Cream Soda, uh, which is a new so- uh, p- soda. A pop that they mixed cream soda and Dr. Pepper into one can. And you wouldn't think that that tastes good, but it actually tastes really good. So I had to try that. They had a, they had a zero <laughs> sugar, zero calories diet version of that. And I don't drink a lot of pop, but I, I, I grew up on cream soda. I love cream soda and I love Dr. Pepper. So combining those two, I was like, this is either going to taste horrible or it's going to taste delicious. And it tastes delicious. So, just telling everybody out there. So, like, I'm on a, like, I'm going back on keto here mm-hmm. pretty soon. And so, like, sugars, as you know, is like the number one right. no-no on right. keto. And uh, and so I'm like trying to debate if I should like try that out beforehand, just kind of like a last stand, be like, all right, here's my here's my sugar binge before I jump back on keto, or if I should like. Well, not. I'm I'm reading the can right now. And then I zero saw that. sugar, zero calories. Oh, oh god. <laughs> now it's still soda, so you shouldn't drink a lot of it. Um, I. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I didn't I didn't drink soda of any kind when I was on keto originally, yeah. and and I feel like. Like I feel like if I went dirty keto this time around, I don't know if I'd get the results that I wanted. Yeah. But I am like, like seeing that, because I'll tell you, there is nothing better than a than a cold fountain Dr Pepper after a long stretch of not drinking soda right. ever. Because you get all the flavors. I, I, <laughs> oh my God, it is unbelievable. There is no other. There's no other soda that does this for me. <laughs> but for some, but for some reason, right? As soon as I tap, as soon as I tap into that, I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Maddie and I have been back on keto for a while now, and I've been pretty strict on it for the last two months, which is it's been great. I've been losing some weight again. Um, when when you need that soda fix, because um, I I hate sparkling water i do not like sparkling water i don't know you know like i know some people that are huge uh Lacroix fans i could never get into that i just don't like it however um i i used to, i grew up on soda i love soda so much and there is a different consistency to like a sprite and a sparkling water so i grew to really love zevia which is sparkling water but it's the consistency of soda so it is water, but it tastes like you're drinking a Sprite or you're drinking a cola or whatever. Um, but it is keto-friendly, um, and it's not diet soda. It is sparkled carbonated water, but it's soda consistency. So that, for me, definitely helped me out huh. when I had those cravings that I could drink that, and it's zeros all the way down the line. Um, and it's just like you're drinking a LaCroix, but it's not that sparkled water consistency. So that definitely helped me with my cravings for soda, um, when I needed something. And they do have a Dr. Uh, Pepper flavor of Zevia. It is not Dr. Pepper, 
but it gives you a, a similar taste. So if you didn't want to break your keto and try this diet, Dr. Pepper, you could go with Zevia and it would be close. Mm, I don't know. Not really close. I haven't started it. I haven't started it yet. So I might, I might need to get on that before I, before it actually happens. <laughs> well, it's because, some, yeah, somehow it was, it was an incredible sight yeah. to see. I don't know how it works, but it's good. Is that, I don't know. I'm also avoiding grocery stores like crazy because I feel like that's ground zero for catching coronavirus in here. But there's only like 18 cases around yeah. here. Like there's only 18 confirmed cases of coronavirus around here right now. And from, and I gotta hope that. Well, that's that's just confirmed. We don't know who else been right. exposed yet, but. But yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll chance it because God, Dr Pepper and cream soda just right. sounds awesome. Well, I went to Costco today because awesome. I needed. I I was like, I I need to get a couple more things so that we can be stocked up for a couple weeks. And Costco, to their credit, were, were amazing today. First of all, um, well, it's a Monday, but still, they had a sign. They had a sign in the front of their store that said all the things they didn't have. So if you were there looking for X, Y, or Z, they didn't have it. You just turn around. So that was really nice because Costco is a huge place. And, you know, you got to get in there. You got to, you know, shuffle around with people. If they don't have what you have to begin with, you might as well just not go inside. So that was really nice that they did that. And then also they, uh, the, the new, the Costco on Dodge, they, they brought in some self-checkouts, which I've never seen before. So I imagine they did it specifically for Corona so that people could, you know, if they were afraid of other people touching their stuff, they could get through a little quicker. Um, and then for as busy as it was, man, they, their cash registers, the, the, the cashiers were going like crazy. I mean, the guy that, w- that we went to, it was on the verge of being rude, but given the context, I appreciated it more than I was offended by it, but he was still very nice, but he was very quick with his questions. He got, he got the, the food uh, through and packed really quick and we were in and out of there super fast. So, um, good on Costco. They also closed down their food market or their food court type thing. So you didn't have a lot of people hanging out in, in front in the tables, eating pizza and stuff like that. So good on Costco, man. I mean, they, they realize people need to get out and get their stuff, but at the same time, they want people out of their store just as quickly as they get them in. So I was very impressed by that. Yeah, that that's just more incentive for me to get a Costco membership. I, I need to do that at some point. Yeah. Sam's club just isn't doing it for me. Yeah. I, I, I had, a, I had both of them but, for a while, but I just stopped going to Sam's club. So yeah, it's just not as good in my opinion. I gotcha. Well, I'm going to have to jump on that. Um, any final notes? I'm, I'm actually like really, really itching to like jump into this streaming list that we've got that know, we've built up right? now. Um, no, man, I think this is good. You know what? I wouldn't mind. We've we've been talking about doing some digital stuff, and granted, uh, since I don't have these two Comic Cons coming up, I got a little more time. But I am going to try to spend some time doing some writing. Um, Every year, I kind of wait till the end of the summer to finish my latest book in time for New York, and I feel like um, I should just be spending some time doing that. But when I how how dare you do your job? Um, But I am going to need some breaks from that. So I do feel like I wouldn't mind doing some individual reviews of, of something that I, you know, if I binge something or if I watch something on streaming and I just pop up to my room and film a little review for that. So it might give me some opportunities to add some more video content to our YouTube page and 
I think that could do us all some good. Yeah. And uh, and for the time being, I think what we can do is, uh, if anything, we can divvy out some trailer reactions too, just to kind of like jump back in there. Um, uh, I don't know that there's going to be too many trailers while this whole thing is going on right now. Um, but yeah, the uh, the so like we're gonna we're trying to come up with another way to make sure that we can bring up regular video content for you guys because. It has actually been a while since our last uh, our last YouTube posting. I'm actually going to jump into that right now and just kind of like see um, when our last post was, uh, because it's it's it's, it's a long way. Like it's a, it's it's a long ways back. But we're trying to, uh, which which is funny because we're still like gaining Wasn't subscribers. Wasn't Star Wars? Wasn't Star Wars like, the last video thing we did? I I don't know. Like I'm jumping in here right now. And oh, they changed the name from videos to content. Yes, it was okay. Yeah, it was the Star Wars uh, spoiler review for Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and we got another copyright claim. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, How do we get God. a copyright claim? I used oh, to get not on that one. I, on something else. I'm guessing. No, not on that one. We've got a copyright claim for our Wonder Woman trailer reaction, which is, let's see what it's for. Let's see if it's actually for the trailer. Okay, yeah. So it's it they're they're it's Warner Bros. claiming the entire trailer. Hmm. Um, is it a manual? I don't know. YouTube, bell everybody, <laughs> the state of YouTube. I'm helping your video get more views. Like we watched it. I gave you a view for this. So I'd like to and I'd like to go out I, on on whatever. one more happy note, um, and it's more of just a yay justice, but, um. We yeah, we've been seeing a lot of a lot of panic buying, a lot of hoarding uh, going on with uh, with the coronavirus, and uh, there's a lot of douchebags and dipshits out there. And uh, right now, at the top of that list is this dude named Matt Colvin, uh, who lives in Hickson, Tennessee, and he's been in the news a lot lately because he went around not just to the stores in his town. He went around to the stores in all of the cities around him. He even went to other states uh, that he lives by in Tennessee. And he bought over 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer um, from multiple stores in multiple states. Hand sanitizer, um, uh, toilet paper rolls, uh, wipes, antibacterial wipes. Basically anything and everything that people have been been you know dying to get their hands on in the last week uh, he i see he where this is going out, and it's and it's yeah, pissing he me cleared off out multiple stores in multiple states and filled his garage with it and then he started putting them online for quadruple the price um he's he was selling it on mm -hmm. amazon he was selling it on facebook he was selling a, a five ounce bottle of hand sanitizer for forty dollars this dude was making money, um, and and Fucking technically it's not illegal, but it's certainly a dickhead thing to do. And thankfully, um, the the right people said, you know what, we're not going to allow that. So Amazon took down all of his listings for price gouging, um, and the his the <laughs> Tennessee Attorney General's office. I love this. Because technically, it's not illegal, right? It's not illegal that he was a dick, that he went around and cleared out all these stores. He didn't steal it. He had the money. No. He no, had the money. But he was a he was an asshole, right? So 
does the attorney general come in and say, hey, man, you need to sell these to people at regular price? Nope. The attorney general made him give up every single box of hand sanitizer. He had he had to <laughs> donate. He had, he was forced to donate it. And I'm sure he's going to come back with some type of lawsuit saying this was illegal. But he had a storage container full of this that the attorney general's office said, nope, give it up. So I don't know what he spent on 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, but he just lost all that shit. So justice. Yay. Oh, God. Finally, something good. <laughs> I am... I'm all aboard for that. <laughs> and they even great. gave him a chance. The local news station gave him a chance. They were filming it. And he was obviously, like, exhausted by all this attention. And they said, you know, after all this, after the attorney general's office made you give all this up, uh, would you say that you're sorry? <laughs> and he looked at him, and he, like, had to think about it. And he was like, sorry for buying up all this stuff? And they said yes. God. And he had... I'll give it to him. He had balls. He had the balls to say no. <laughs> and I was like, man, you were not helping yourself at all. But this dude said no. He was not sorry. And, you know, assholes rarely are. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad justice was served. Uh, good on them for doing something right. And shame on people like Matt Colvin of Hickson, Tennessee. I mean, I mean, I'll give him that. At least he had the nuts to admit that he was a dickhead. But yeah, <laughs> just, oh God, that is absolutely yeah. wonderful. And I'm kind of like, because we got that happening all over the place. So I hope that's a trend setting. Yeah. I hope I, I definitely hope that that's something that's going to keep on happening because there there are unfortunately way too many people who are getting away with doing yeah. that crap. Right and now. honestly, the the stores share the blame. There, the stores are out there to make money. But, you know, I have seen stores that, that have placed caps on certain items, and they should have done it a long time ago. I don't care what kind of sob store you tell me. You do not need three, uh, three shopping carts of toilet paper uh, when the guy behind you can't even get one, you know. So it, it's, it, the blame is also on these stores for, for allowing people to do this, knowing that they would, they're going to make their money either way. Those shelves are going to be emptied. But it would just take a little bit longer, and a, and and a lot more people would have what they need, um, instead of just a couple of assholes just going around and buying everything. So, shame on all of them. But at least there's some justice out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, let's go ahead and close this out. Um, thank you a lot, Nerfurters, for tuning in once again and making it all this way through here. Um, if you have us on social media, go ahead and hit us up on like when, like whatever post you actually click on to get to this podcast or whichever one's actually there, feel free to like respond back, like, uh, throw in, like, let us know what you're watching. Like if we didn't mention it here, let us know what you're going to be watching or what you're going to be playing or content that we absolutely should check out. Even if we've seen it before, like, I don't care. Like just assume that we haven't seen it and throw it on there. Um, unless it's like completely obvious, um, but yeah, like let us know what's what's going on there. Let us know if you guys have uh, any like unique effects for this coronavirus thing that's going around. Like, is it screwing with your like intake of content? Um, but wash your hands. Uh, try to stay away from public places and catch us on our next podcast.
Uh, Josh, when's that going to be? We're meeting Wednesday, uh, right? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Sometime, sometime this week. We're kind of on a roll here. Might as well keep it up. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So we will catch you guys in the next one. Uh, see ya. See ya.